to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 8, Episode 1, Dude, Where's My Car? I'm your co-host, Denali. I'm your co-host, Ryan. Dude, I'm your co-host, Jace. And welcome, folks, to our brand spanking new season, fresh off the factory lot. Um, Is that what they say? Is that factory oh, lot? Is this, or is it... Are you, are you inviting me to do more as- asthma? There's... <laughs> Do you know what it is, Jace? Yeah. Sounds like you don't. We talked about doing an asthma like season or like an asthma podcast to kind of boost viewership for the new season. Um, do you guys want to just take a run at at asthma? Like, yeah, he wanted a factory. Yeah, factory, and and it's also do... weird to me that you're saying asthma. I always thought it was red ASMR. ASMR. Is it not? Yeah, asthma? I, it, it yeah. took me a second to realize what you were saying. Yeah, no one has time to say ASMR. Asthma in at like the asthma community, the Asmerians. That's how they pronounce it. Actually, I think asthma yeah. is functionally almost the same as ASMR. Okay, well let's maybe let's yeah. each of us do a little ASMR, stick a little toe in the water, and see. This if is going to be right terrible to listen to. Okay, oh, yeah. I know you understand we can, that. We can edit it out if it doesn't sound good, and if our fans don't like it, they can just skip ahead two minutes. <laughs> I'm okay. worried that it's gonna. Do, they're gonna do other things. Okay, yeah, exit out. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one asthma. Okay. Okay. some. All right. What do you guys think of it? Did you guys get any meridian response out of that? No, I don't know what I you were doing. I also don't know what the meridian response is. The meridian response is the MR in asthma, and I believe... Oh, it's the spine tingles. I believe it's an orgasm. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no. No, you, you Google meridian right now. No. Response. That's not what it is. It's the spine tingles up your back. Oh, buddy, I it's it's a low grade orgasm. I think this is in the medical. I textbook. don't think so. <laughs> okay, all right. None of you guys meridian. Ryan, do you want to try? Do you want to try to make me meridian? Yeah, sure. I uh, I we we bought an aquarium this this weekend oh. for like plants. We're just gonna do like a live like a vivarium thing. And so I had to plant my 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 plants in the gravel. I can make that sound. Okay, please. Yeah. I couldn't hear most of it. I think Discord mercifully yeah, filtered that's most of why, that. Yeah, that's I, how you know it's good ASMR, okay, because yeah, yeah. yours was too loud. <laughs> Discord. <laughs> yeah, so in post, I'm going to hear that in when I'm editing. So I will DM you, Ryan, if I did Meridian when you uh, when you did okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, LMK. And I did see here on on the wiki, ASMR, it's, it's very, like hotly debated if it means an orgasm okay like so well, i want to say uh, that uh, okay it's gbgb's canon that it does not <laughs> oh jeez that's zip actually that's pretty good that's not bad that's not bad jeez um Zipper. yeah folks let us know what you think about that and if you want more of that because <laughs> that did it for me uh so uh, on that note we are uh starting out a new season ryan you won our last state of the podcast i don't want to say win because it sounds like we're against each other i want to say win because i'm too i'm the i I won the last two and uh, what was your subject ryan that that you uh, you pitched yeah so i didn't come with like a speech prepared but it is episode one of a new season somebody might see this yes I know we normally get 20 minutes in before we introduce what we do, but... No, we should you, do that. Yeah, we should cover that first. Right. Oh, there we go. We should, before we note. How about before we start just breathing into the microphone? But <laughs> yeah, we'll edit and post. We'll put this at the beginning so that people won't meridian before they hear this. So, Ryan, right. yeah. Explain the show, Ryan. 
we're a marathon podcast. If you didn't know, we watched 10, 10 is kind of an arbitrary number, but we watched 10 movies of a theme or actor and see if they go bland. And kind of the point is to distill a common theme among for instance, when we when we did Ben Affleck, like yes. what what do you think of when you think of like a Ben Affleck vehicle? Big chin, you know. Well, right. How big are the chins? Huge. Is there another chin that's the exact opposite shape that his chin could fit into? Aaron Eckhart. Like things, things like that. So, uh, you know, we did. We just came off of disaster movies, so we watched ten movies that were debatably disaster movies. Some <laughs> scored low, and because they weren't really, and some scored tens out of tens because they were full fledged. You know, balls to the wall disaster movies. This season, we're watching, believe it or not, this is not a prank. We're actually, we are actually going to do this. Yes. We're going to watch 10 Sean William Scott movies in 10 weeks. And some people might might be like, who is this guy? Don't touch that dial. Yeah, put that remote down. You know him. Let's make this very clear. You know who he is. Mm -hmm. You might not yet be a Sean William Scott fan, but... He's kind of the number two guy in a lot of movies. And this movie, Dude, Where's My Car? He plays, not opposite, but he plays next to Ashton Kutcher for the entire film. He, he gets a lot of screen time. Another common one that you guys might have seen is Role Models. Role Models. He plays alongside Paul Rudd. And yeah, I don't know. He's kind of like, not really like edgy, but he's kind of like the bad boy of the group most of the time. Yeah, I would say his most famous uh, movie is probably American Pie. I think right. that's like his most iconic role. We'll get to even if we even want to see that, but we could. <laughs> but that's his most iconic role is as Stifler. But if you Google this dude, you will like, and you see his face, you will know who this is. Yeah. Like, and every time you watch a movie and he's in it, you're like, oh yeah, I like this guy. So he's like, he has a very specific flavor. I kind of wanted to go over with you guys, like, who is Sean William Scott to you? Like, how, like, if you had to picture him in your head, like, what's the vibe that he's given off? Maybe like a little bit of a weird haircut mixed with an, a joke from the 90s or the early 2000s. Actually, yeah. you know what? His taste, it, he's actually the distillate of the early 2000s comedy era for me. He really is for me too, Jace, because he was ubiquitous from like mm-hmm. a, like 99 to like 2010. Like he was in every fucking teen comedy, I feel, uh, running up to that point. I feel like his energy is also manic. He's usually not in these chill roles. He's got these huge eyes, these crazy eyebrows, and he's always like yelling something. He, his performances are kind of big, I think. Yeah, I'd agree yeah, with that. For, for me, it's a little different. I think I think he's kind of more of like, not really like the bad boy, but he's the cool one of the group usually, right? right? Like he's the guy with the witty responses. He's the guy who's sometimes too cool for school. And he's got this like funny smirk he does in a lot of his promotional materials that I know <laughs> they are like, hey, do the smirk again. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to do it. And like, just give us one. And then that's the one they end up using. Uh, so that yeah, like he plays Goon in the hockey movie. So he's kind of like a tough guy, you know? So I think he's not these. like a, he's not like your typical pretty boy. He's a good looking dude. Yeah, I'm looking at all these covers and I'm seeing the smirk across like six of them in a row <laughs> as you said that. But yeah, he has a little bit of like a dangerous energy about him, something that's like a little unpredictable, which I think people like recognize and play off of in these roles. He's the kind of guy when like something awesome happens, you kind of want the camera to pan to him and see how he'll react. Or where he's like, dude, that's crazy. Like he'll do something that's kind of entertaining to watch. Oh my yeah, God. But- <laughs> <laughs> that thing- I was like, what the fuck is that? Sorry for those uh, not yeah. watching. I have a green screen with a picture from this movie up and I'm fingering 
Your Sean hand Williams is so detached in the in the green screen that it actually scared me. This kind of brings up the question now that we've like established who Sean William Scott is. Yeah, I would recommend people to look him up and see what movies he's in because he's probably seen a Jace down in front. I've got a comment. I've got a comment. Yeah. To me, especially starting with this movie, he does seem like he's gonna have the vibe that generally turns us off in a lot of movies now when we talk. Like I said, he's the distillate of early two thousands comedy. Yeah. And I'm hoping we don't get a lot of yucks because of it. And it would be pretty, it feels like it would be pretty, uh, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, for, if Ryan pitched somebody that gave us a lot of yucks for weird comment, it would make total sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we're going to, this this could be challenging. We're going to see a lot of challenging content this season because of the era. Uh, True. I think it's is, a, is what, yeah. what. Yeah, and I, and I want to make this clear, too. <laughs> I, I want to take an honest stab at these things and see like what's redeemable about these projects, what's irredeemable, how have they aged? Because some of the jokes, let's face it, especially when American Pie comes around, some of the like literal plot points didn't, I don't want to say it didn't age well, but were not good ideas. Yeah. Like this season in particular is interesting because the three of us, we kind of grew up in this era. Like we watched all these dang movies <laughs> when we were teens. Um, so I think we're in a unique position to kind of address them. And a lot of these we haven't seen in a long time. I know this one especially is a cult classic, uh, which we'll get into in a moment. Um, but I think it's worth analyzing, picking out things that we think are, you know, maybe fun or funny. Of course, celebrating our boy Sean. But we- of course, we're going to address some shit <laughs> that we're going to see. There's no way we can't. So, you know, be prepared for, for those discussions, too. That's uh, unfortunately, that's but that's what we do. You've heard other episodes where we do this. But like, Ryan, you, you said this in State of the Podcast. But why specifically Sean William Scott? Like what what is your motivating factor for, for someone like this? I think the question answers itself, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. why him? <laughs> that's the that's yeah. the whole point. I want to do something that pe- other people aren't doing, and I mean, I don't mean that as a slight on him, but th- that's kind of the whole point of the podcast. Like, we have people like Ben Affleck, who were, if you were thinking of the most famous person, kind of related to Ben Affleck that you could watch ten movies of, you probably would pick Matt Damon instead. <laughs> but, but Ben Affleck is just like just funny enough. To where three years ago, we were like, that's actually a funny idea. If we watched 10 Ben Affleck movies, who would do that? And then, you know, Matthew McConaughey is kind of a meme. We did that. Like Keanu Reeves was, I think, some a little bit like right down the middle, a little bit yeah, too much. A little, little meme. Little, he's pretty popular, though. Yeah, he's a little, pop, a little too popular. So I think Sean William Scott, as a topic, hits all those points. Number one, it's going to be a lot of comedies. I think that's going to be a nice reprieve from last season. And also, he's off the mainstream. He's not an A-lister you put front and center on your movie poster if you want to make a billion dollars. And I think maybe that's a disservice. We're going to find <laughs> out. We've got 10 episodes. Are we yeah. going to become bored of him? Is, is it? Does he truly have a style? Is that why we don't know more of him? And that's one thing I thought about Ben Affleck, too, when we first started this whole idea. It was like... I kind of get the picture of Ben Affleck movies. I like Gone Girl. He's kind of serious. He's Batman. But then we get some weird stuff. <laughs> when you hit like 9, 10, <laughs> yeah. it can be hard to find content. But I think Sean William Scott is one Marvel movie away from his first billion dollars because I feel like he could play in that space of like a Marvel Dude, comedy action can type we, of can thing. I have a question. This is yeah. something I've been thinking about this week. What's your dream Sean William Scott cast? Oh, Meaning, man. Place him in a different movie 
Okay. That he's not in. Mm-hmm. And who's he replacing? Henry Cavill I'll, Superman. I'll go first. Yeah. What? Sorry. Henry Cavill Superman. I want to see him as Superman. That's, hmm. I mean. He's like, oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think about, wait, uh, what's Sean Lee Scott? He's like, hey, Zod. <laughs> hey, Zod. Sc- screw you. More eyebrow. Nerd. More eyebrow. More eyebrow. Okay, more eyebrow. Yeah, give him more eyebrow. I'm going to I'm gonna make it sound like he has more eyebrows. Hey, Zod. Hey, Zod. I, hey, hey, Zod. This is bad. Get anyone else? Yeah. Superhero Jason. Okay. I thought he would be great as Venom in Spider-Man 3. Oh. Replace Topher Grace Eddie as Brock. Venom. He kind of has the bully vibe. I think yeah, he Yeah, right? That he can well. pull off a good bully. And then kind Which of is... have that chaotic comedian. Weird, because I don't think he ever really plays the bully. He's always got... He has a chaotic energy, but I feel like he's always the butt of the joke or at the... You know, the bottom of the hill, getting shit rolled like, on him. I think Stifler was a bully. He did like prank nerdier characters. To be and shit. to be clear, yeah. and we could make this clear, <laughs> I have not watched American Pie front <laughs> to back either. ever. So like, oh no, I don't want to be the expert for that. No, no, yeah, no you're no, gonna no. be too bad, man. No, 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 no. So for this season, we always do this. Can we can we think of a name? Do you guys have any name ideas oh, for I Sean thought about it Scott? All week, I thought about it all week. I have I've a come couple, up empty. Like, I don't know. Like, can I can I pitch like a couple that I had? Sure. It's also mm-hmm. is, yeah. is 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 his name a two parter? Like like is his first name Sean William? I think William Scott his was name? his name, right? Or what? I feel like we should do Sean because we can't do Scott because I feel like that's going to be confusing. And then William Scott, it's impossible to create an alliteration mm-hmm. for. His na- other names is Sean W. Period Scott. I, th- I think William is his middle name. Okay. Okay. I mean, I had the Sean Shack or... Um, this is challenging. Shelf of Sean. I, th- th- these are those are the <sighs> two that I had. I think Sean Shack. <laughs> it's hard to say, especially with my with my sh- I know slight lisp. Sh- Sean Shack. Sean Shack. So, it sounds sh- like I'm saying Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, it's it's, it's Sean Shack to- Redemption. The Sean Shack Redemption. <laughs> Dude, we can give him. This is his redemption. Like okay. we had the Maconnaissance. Yes. And the Benaissance. We'll have the Sean Shank Redemption. Wait, I said Shank. Sean. <clears throat> Sean Shack Redemption. Oof. Okay. Sean Shack Redemption. So I like this, Ryan. This is going to be hard to fit into our episode titles because I don't think they're going to see the movie. <laughs> okay, I, I like Sean Shack if you guys are okay with it. Yeah. Unless you guys have other pitches you want to throw at me right now. Only thing I could think of, but we've already done an attic, is the Sean Williams scatic, but that sounds like poop. <laughs> <laughs> the place where he shits himself. That's pretty good, too. Um, the other thing, the other menu item, briefly, is we could we could call it just the sh- the Sean meter, the Seanometer, or the Sean gauge, whatever you guys like. What do you Seanometer. guys think? Seanometer. Seanometer. is good. Okay, so we have <laughs> the Seanometer. We've got the Sean Shack. Uh, predictions for the season. How do you guys think this is gonna go? We talked a little bit about this. Like, how, how do you how do you guys think this is gonna play out? Because, like, we I'm might think- be, we might be stressed for variety. Yeah, variety is. I'm. I'm thinking we might it, achieve total blandness. I think he's, we will, dude. Like, he's got. He gets typecast. Four movies mm-hmm. in the the his most recent four all look wildly different. So I do think we're gonna get some variety, but the hallway, so to speak, is narrow. Yeah, short. There aren't many doors <laughs> on either side. You get I, I the metaphor. Different, well, there's different. Yeah, there's yeah. different rooms. Right. But he's the same role in each room. Yeah, like each one of the smoothies has banana in it, you know, yes. but like, you know, one has some mango in it. 
Yeah, but it's still a banana smoothie. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, do I want another banana right now? Um, maybe. And we'll see, uh, because he does have a specific flavor. He did try to break out of the typecast a little bit kind of later in his career, trying to branch out. I would even say maybe even Goon was like a little bit of a branch out for him. So, I mean, we'll see if, if we're going to gonna get tired of it. I do feel like if we watch a bunch of teen comedies in a row, I think after about like the third or the fourth one, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be no. begging for mercy. <laughs> Alrighty, fellas. Should we should we get into starting to talk about this movie? The first movie of our Sean William Scott season, our Sean Shack redemption, if you will. Dude, where's my car? Uh, Ryan, this was your pick. It very much was my pick. I gotta say, I'm I'm happy we started off with this movie because it was what it was the impetus for me picking him. I watched this movie as a kid, did not understand a single joke in the thing. <laughs> Might as well have had the sound off. But I remember my cousins like laughing their asses off and thinking like, I can't wait till I'm a cool teenager and I can understand these jokes. And then I didn't watch it until 2020, early in the pandemic, very early, like March. It, I was like, wow, this movie is terrible. <laughs> like, it's not like a, like a well-crafted comedic masterpiece where you're like, boom, 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 on top of it. And so right. I wanted to revisit it with you guys because I, I have some very strong thoughts. Mostly positive, but I want to say that. But like, yeah, so Dude Where's My Car is a 2000 PG-13 movie starring Sean William Scott as Chester and Ashton Kutcher as Jesse. And the plot, I will read the entirety of the plot description as provided by IMDb. Two potheads wake up after a night of partying and can't remember where they parked the car. Oh, that's it. Okay, yeah, cool. No, that, that does sum it up. <laughs> that's, there's nothing else to say. That's the movie. <laughs> Ryan, you did mention you had kind of seen it as a child. Jace, have you seen this movie before? Or is this the first time? I've seen this before, but another one of those maybe half on TV, I feel like, like a tune in late. Because I remember, remember the German dude, but like as a as a joke i remember seeing that joke play out and then nothing else that's that's interesting because I, I remember this being on tv a lot i remember even cartoon network or nickelodeon making a big deal about syndicating it to their channel like heavily edited which i don't even know how that turned out but i have never seen a single frame of this movie i, I i've heard it talked about a lot growing up i know it was very influential i know people like quoted it around me a lot you know i know it was somewhat successful when it came out too uh, even though it wasn't critically right like it had a mm -hmm. cultural impact and made some money I 73 million yeah and on a budget guys, of 13 that's a pretty good <laughs> that's actually a pretty fucking good return mm -hmm. it came out december 15th of 2000 opened number two that weekend do you guys did you guys see what was number one that weekend can you take no, a guess no I, I was so i was waiting for this too because <laughs> I I almost got too deep in like the trivia and stuff, and then I was yeah. like, "Oh, now he's probably going to ask me something." So yeah, let's let's think about 2000 in the cultural zeitgeist. It's a certain Mel Gibson movie that came out on December 15th, 2000. So so heavy. They put it heavy in like awards season. I guess so. I think Dude Where's My Car was eligible, and I heard Sean William Scott did mention he thought this movie would win an Oscar. <laughs> He was making it. He said, like, in an interview in 2019. Well, the, they had an Oscar. I saw they had an Oscar um, campaign for it. 
that's hilarious. I love yeah. that. <laughs> the, the, and the, uh, so they like sent letters, something that said, "Dude, where's my Oscar?" That's amazing. That's um, smart. Do you guys want another hint, or do you want to? You want to? So Mel Gibson. I know what it is. So it's in two thousand. Is it? It's like a. Is it a rom com? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it what women want? It's what women want. How do you fucking know that? Jesus, man. I've never even heard of this movie. It's where Mel Gibson hears women's thoughts. <laughs> yeah. That was number one in America. Jason, do you, you know you knew this? Did you know this movie? I know what the movie is. I, I just I've read that on Oh, okay. You, you yeah. also read it. It beat out another new release this weekend. This one actually makes me a little sad. It's a Disney movie. It opened at number four that weekend. It's an animated comedy. Um it only made nine million. Animated a, comedy of a Nickelodeon? TV show from Nickelodeon? Or is oh, it, it was a Disney show? movie. Disney movie that became a show later. It was one of the worst openings Xenon. for it. It wasn't Xenon. This is an animated movie. It was one of the worst openings for like a tentpole release for Disney. Oh, like... Um, There's a lot of memes about yeah, it. Yeah, is it something like Atlantis or... Uh, You're close. One of those? You're very close. Treasure Planet? It's not Treasure Planet. I love okay, that that's, movie. That's though. Too Man, I okay, fucking love but Treasure Planet. Something like that. <laughs> so is it like Rolled to El Dorado? It's, you're you're extremely close. It's excruciating. <laughs> it's not Emperor's New Groove because that was a hit. It's Emperor's New Groove. What? Wow. It's Emperor's New Groove. Wait, Open what? number four that weekend. Box office. I thought that was a hit. Disappointment. Yeah, it's we. I thought so too because we loved it so much when it came out. Um, but it actually did not do good when it came out. What? And uh, this, this movie beat, beat at Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> it beat at a Disney, a big Disney release. Well, chalk up a victory for Sean William Scott, then. One in the W column. Sean was coming for that Emperor slot. Yeah, th- this movie kind of made a, a big cultural splash when it hit. But I was like reading some of like the critic reviews. Like BBC Films called it, quote, a lame-brained travesty, intensely irritating, and painfully unamusing. <laughs> because they're watching it in real time. Like they're watching it when it comes out. Watching it 20 years later, you can be like, okay, I don't have to like this. Like, if I don't like it, I can just go watch something else. But, like, watching it when it comes out, you're like, oh, this new movie, it's going to be awesome. Everybody's going to be talking about it. If it underwhelms, then, like, that's the whole point about cult films is they're fun. They're more fun to watch after they're already out. And there's a lot of movies like that where I I would say, yeah, it's you can write it terribly when it comes out. But then... (laughs) Looking back, this one, like <laughs> this movie has some great jokes. That's funny you should mention that too. Like the difference of looking back at it nostalgically as like a, a cultural like point. I just wanted to read that the other review was, which was uh, any civilization that can produce a movie this stupid probably deserves to be hit by famine and pestilence from USA Today. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> they should see where we're at in 2022. Yeah, bingo. Congratulations, USA Today. Or 23, I guess. Yeah. Oh year now. God! Oh, it's, it's, it's like Come March. On, man. <laughs> it's March. <laughs> to get into the premise, of this movie, like I, I wasn't familiar with it. You weren't. Fa- it's in the title. It's, it's in the title, but like it's I didn't know like what it was gonna be it's like, like Interstellar. Actually about. <laughs> <laughs> because it kind of unfolds in like a hangover like movie, right? Yeah. So I would say my biggest, not my biggest complaint, but also my biggest compliment is it's sort of Bill and Ted meets Hangover. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wrote that in my notes, too. It does aspects of both of those movies better than both of those movies, but it's not like a super original concept. No, I think they're building off of the stoner. The stoner duo, Ashton and Sean, are kind of doing that. It's a little overacting. They're kind of being like, whoa! Like, they kind of do the big facial expressions and kind of nodding and, and being total slackers. But this is like Bill and Ted. If you just subtract 
like 70 IQ points. It's they are right. so mm-hmm. insanely dumb in this movie that it was hard to get over at first. I was like, am I watching like a Nickelodeon comedy right now? Right. But is but like everybody's in on it. And this is my biggest compliment and my biggest takeaway. And as soon as I remembered this watching this movie, I was instantly bought into the premise and I had a let's be very clear. I had an amazing time watching this movie. I laughed my ass off because there's no straight characters. Meaning, like, there's no characters who act like they're in the real world. Every character in this movie is zany or, like, 100% in, bought into the premise. Like, and the premise is not, like, this takes place in our real world. There's If, there, if you're a stoner, you're 100% a stoner. You're not, like, a stoner and a normal dude. If you're a jock, you're 100% a jock. Right, right. <laughs> and if you're, like, a, a dude from outer space, you're not going to understand human society because you're 100% that thing yeah it it kind of plays into those archetypes and that's what reminded me of like a disney or nickelodeon movie where they're just really playing up the the silliness of that it it reminds me of like buying in right where it looks really stupid imagine you're one of those actors and you're like i'm supposed to say what (laughs) in in what type of accent it's like yeah 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 but that's like the joke like you have to buy in everybody else is gonna buy in you're not gonna be the only one looking stupid on camera and it, that that's what I liked. It seems like every single person bought into the idea that this is just going to be, everybody's going to be dumb. These two actors really committed. I will say the acting in this movie is absolutely atrocious. It's the worst thing. It's, <laughs> it's the worst, the thing, worst ever. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, but there was there was a lot of gags that like I laughed out loud at the whole like Gene thing that never comes up again, where he comes yeah. out of the closet, pisses in a plant, and is like any messages, and just goes back in. And they're like, or, "See like, you tomorrow." Yeah, like that's what he always does. And then like the whole pizzas thing, where he throws the pizza on the ceiling, and it, he's like waiting for it to come down, and keeps distracting the guy for him to turn around. And I was like, "This is like it's so gleefully stupid." Like I wasn't bought in um, in the, most of the humor until that moment, where I was like, "Okay, I kind of get what." where they're going with this very slapsticky and there's sound effects right the sound effects like with with the cat screeching and i was like what is this movie <laughs> i think the biggest laugh for me was the guys getting hit by both the cars uh oh, yeah. smashing That's so funny <laughs> For me where he's like hey and he gets hit again um that was actually like an unpredictable joke which i thought was was very good in this movie my favorite joke in the whole movie is the random people who get title cards oh yeah like, <laughs> so, yeah, like yeah. they'll stop the movie in the middle of the movie to give like a completely unnecessary character a title card when only like four people in the entire movie get one and then the characters refer to him by, by, their, by his first name for the rest of the movie. So the four, four people who get it, right? Are, so there's the twins. But then there's yeah. Chester, who's Sean William Scott. Jesse, who's Ashton Kutcher. Jeff. And then they get the chimp. The chimp. Oh, right. And the on chimp the TV, for no reason. On the yeah. nature documentary <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the very beginning of the movie. And you're like, oh, is, is there going to be a chimp in this movie? That's like a main character? And no. Never referenced again until the literal climax of the movie and the chimp gives them the idea of how to stop the world from being destroyed. The the continue the running joke of the animal planet thing and like this yeah. idiot who doesn't know anything but has ingrained knowledge of animal planet from watching it absolutely stoned out of their mind <laughs> is that was one of the best jokes for me to be like caught in the cage like mm, how fast <laughs> can an adult ostrich run? 
that was so good and did you guys recognize the ostrich handler in that scene the french one no that's data. brent yeah it's data brent spiner from the what? movie we just watched the yeah. star trek first contact yeah oh wow i really yeah. liked that character because once he again didn't. he he 100 <laughs> bought in he was like 100 crazy ostrich keeper hostage keeper person yeah. and then he was like 100 trivia nerd right and then and then after that boom if you're friends with them you're best friends with them in this movie then he was like willing to do whatever whatever they wanted to help him jace were you gonna talk about what his yeah he asked for his name to be removed from the uh <laughs> from the credits, the credits because he yeah yeah he was so disappointed in it and then l- later i think in the late 2010s uh was like yeah you know i kind of regret asking to have my <laughs> name removed from that you know it wasn't too bad it was a funny role <laughs> like but there was like a lot of cameos too you also had michael bolton from office space show up as the guy with a weed smoking dog yeah um, fabio fabio like that we can so- talk about that scene that, that was gonna be a scene. whole extended yeah. discussion but yeah, I mean, there was a lot of humor in here that somewhat worked for me, but obviously there was a lot that really, really, really didn't. <laughs> um, I was, I'll be real, I was oofing a lot this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy like huge portions of it. <laughs> um, the main thing, you know, and I don't, I don't want to like be a bummer and belabor this for like super long, uh, but the main thing for me was kind of the and then scene. Because uh, for yeah. me, like growing up, not seeing this movie, I had that scene, like, and people giving their hilarious Asian impressions to me and my mom (laughs) my whole fucking life, (laughs) and then doing impressions of my mom's voice, of my voice, uh, and trying to do this whole scene. (laughs) I know, but I, you know, I'm, I am half Asian, so, like, that's gotta be something that someone has to do when they see me. Uh, so when I saw it, that it was in this movie, I was like, oh, my God, this is what it was from. <laughs> like, uh, Oh, it was an aha moment? Yeah. I didn't know the and then thing was from this movie. Even though Ashton was giving like a, like a pretty comedic performance, it just felt like a car full of white guys reacting to like the outrageous antics of a Chinese person. And, you know, you can talk all you want about intentions, but like the messaging there was just it gave me a big ick there. And I was like oh no you know that was kind of the start of the movie of where i was finding more and more things to not like about it uh every female character in this movie is just a sex object which is just like okay all right like we're doing okay so we can go on there because like i think it's it's interesting for you to bring that up because that's the one thing where that was was also the worst thing for me too Mm -hmm. but i can't identify with it right so I think the other things too, it's going to be hard for us to identify with, with like, you know, the objectification, right, right. The objectification <laughs> of women, the not so great aging of the way they handle gay rights and transgender rights. Yikes. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, uh, the sex jokes are just way different. And we talk about this in a previous episode, the consensus, the popular consensus at this time was that it was like a post-racial society. It was like a post kind of like big post bigotry society it's like okay we can laugh at our differences now uh you know and and they didn't really realize the consequences of doing that and this was kind of peak shock humor and we're just gonna do the craziest raunchiest things and everything's gonna be really sexual and like you know it was kind of like the post-american pie arms race 
of seeing who could who can get the most like ridiculous thing on the screen and uh i don't think we saw correction you know until like really recently until probably 2016 let's be real (laughs) yeah so i mean we can obviously we're gonna run into that with other movies this season but you know it it does affect my viewing of this movie though like watching it it makes up a huge like portion time wise like i would say half this movie is is stuff like that where i was just like okay like can we please just fucking get through this yeah it's not like like a guilt-free watch yeah whereas like in wet hot american summer there's a very not very similar but there's a similar plot line and uh the the joke is that some people are homophobic and they're idiots and but also like don't expect some people to to be homophobic you know so yeah i i I do kind of it's it wasn't guilt-free but at the same time i don't feel Mm. bad for watching it yeah it's it's interesting to like look at comedies as like a perfect cross-section of our cultural moment too yeah especially the classic comedies like i remember uh i forgot a friend's dad recommended me caddyshack or something or like you know those movies from like the 70s or even animal house and they're like oh it's so awesome and you watch it and you're like what the fuck bro (laughs) like like you know it's but it it really like if you ever want to like if you've ever been deluded in like how we've advanced in a society or like what perceptions were or what was normalized uh throughout history it's like you watch like a comedy where it's like boom mask off like this is what people laughed at uh it's like oh like that's what it was like and you watch a comedy today and compare that compare sensibilities um i think it's interesting but yeah this <laughs> this movie had a lot of had a lot of moments like that i just want to say like another joke i really liked was the dummy in the police custody yeah (laughs) and what stood out about that joke was it did not need to be in this movie (laughs) it it, it had nothing to do with the rest of the movie and it could have been in any movie like it's 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 a hilarious bit i really like and it was obvious what was going to happen it's like they so the cops know they can't beat up the people they're interrogating so they beat up a dummy instead because the cops are just bloodthirsty torturers <laughs> and they just start beating the shit of the dummy and then they start breaking they're like hey leave him alone <laughs> that was really funny and like my favorite part of that is when the cop like takes some hot coffee and then intentionally burns his lip dramatically to show it's hot <laughs> and then pours it on the dummy <laughs> he's just selling it that was one of the stupidest and funniest scenes. And when he he punches the dummy and its, its head spins like halfway and he twists it around straight again like every time. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's so much in this movie that is, that is actually like pretty fucking funny. And we, we talk about this with other comedies. It's like if we can take elements of this humor and just maybe like redo it and apply more like advanced sensibilities to it, like this would be like a fucking amazing comedy. I mean, this thing got like a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nobody was liking this it. shit in well, the high crowd. I think crowd. once again, it's like we're not watching it when it came out. Like you don't have to, we don't have to worry about going, be like, hey, did you see Dude, Where's My Car? And be like, yeah, I loved it. And be like, what? How could you like that? That's not like a, we're not running that risk in our daily lives. Right. And I feel like because it's such a classic and because the age most people watch this movie, if you mention it, I feel like most people would be like, oh, 
I love that movie. Oh my God. Like it's so good. And I got that with other movies we watched previously. I got that with Old Yeller a lot was when I would talk to people about yeah. that movie and they're like, oh my God, so good. And they would talk about like how it made them cry. <laughs> and, I, and then we watched it and we thought it was dog shit. Pardon the pun. I feel like that applies to movies like this where it's like, dude, where's my car? You don't remember some of these bad stuff, but you remember the time and place you were at and the memories and you, you see those guys, two dumb faces and you just, <laughs> it gives you good feelings. Is this genre dead? Yeah, like, I, you, thought that's, I thought that's where Denali was going to go. What's name? You said a comment yeah. in there. You think yeah. you could redo some of the sensibilities for, and I'm not, I'm not, let's make clear. I'm not trying to make sh- a comment that like, Oh, everybody's too sensitive nowadays. <laughs> Name one movie that in the last, in the actual last six or seven years mm-hmm. that produces, that its its goal is to produce comedy like this. I can't think of one. I can't. I think it's dead. So like, it would have to be like a teen comedy, right? Or like coming of age. Well, I'm not really coming of age, right? It, it's kind of like two stoners. But yeah, it's not like it's not like super bad. If that's like kind of like what what we're kind of it, thinking of. Something like, I mean, think about Andy Samberg. He had a couple. Hot Rod reminds me of this a lot, where everybody mm-hmm. buys in. But then a more sophisticated version is like Palm Springs. But those were too good. Like those are like yeah. <laughs> Palm Springs especially is you know they're not idiots running around they're sophisticated right. characters living in the normal world. I so I agree with Jace. I think it, I think it might. I'm looking through I, my letterbox sorting by release date and I can't find any that I've seen. And I think I guess my thought is that we've really moved on from the pure shock humor, ninety minutes of smash jokes in to every movie as fast as we can. Because it seems like it's doesn't just it doesn't sell well, and maybe yeah. that's moved into TV now. Because like this movie, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe reminds me more of like a Rick and Morty. You know, in a quick thirty, you can bust through forty jokes, and you can act stupid, and then it's done. Whereas you know this movie, you have to sink thirteen million, and like oh, this movie made a lot of money, mm-hmm. but movies you got to sink thirteen, twenty, thirty-five million in it to bring in somebody. That's interesting, too, because I feel like there's a lot of, like, sex comedies and, like, coming-of-age, you know, ridiculous comedies coming on a TV and streaming, especially right now, too. But it's it's really not the same. The whole kind of, like, oh, bro, you're about to graduate. You gotta get laid. Like, I feel like stuff like that whole genre. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we've, we've kind of got burnt out on that. And then and I think maybe Superbad our was responsible kind of for killing it. Yeah. Have you guys seen Nice Guys directed by Shane Black starring uh, yeah. Ryan Gosling and <laughs> Russell Crowe? It's kind of a similar thing, like two male leads bumbling through some sort of misadventure. It's obviously supposed to be a little more high budget, more polished. There's action drama in it, but it's kind of the same, the same sort of vibe is supposed to be for laughs. So yeah, that I've... and that was the last one I found that I've seen that could maybe fit. And I mean, that was 2016. I can't think of one that isn't also like an action. Or right, yeah. It's all, it's all superhero. There might be a different version of like the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland that are like a little bit more slapsticky. Like I feel like our comedies kind of shifted away from like a pure comedic model to kind of doing hybrids. A lot of my favorite comedies that came out recently are kind of just like they're also commentaries and they also have these other stuff going, going on. Like we saw Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. which is marketed as like a comedy movie, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's not like this, man. Like, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a it's an interesting thing. Maybe we can make 
a pure comedy if it would get funded and i i don't even think like it's a problem like i mean a lot of shitty boomer comedians nowadays are like oh that could be never never be made nowadays because people are too fucking no i totally disagree with that whole idea that whole idea is incorrect yeah they're fucking old idiots uh i do think a really funny comedy can be made today and you just don't be a fucking bigot in the comedy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not so that, that that's hard. that's the difference, right? It's like people say everybody's so sensitive nowadays. No, people are not letting like white men make whatever jokes they want anymore. In fact, like you can make more jokes than ever now. It's just yeah. the the subject has finally changed. Like <laughs> imagine I can't th- say slurs about, anymore. What well, the right, fuck? and think about like let's think about dress code standards. Yeah. <laughs> The first on-screen kiss between two, you know, people who were not the same race. Oh, no. Like, that's oh, what they're woke. talking about. Like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. We just need to go back to the move when movies were awesome, when only white people could kiss each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, people are less sensitive now. Just nobody likes your jokes. Yeah. <laughs> And that, that comes to like what I was reading about, and Jace, you probably saw this on the trivia too. They did have a movie, a sequel movie shelved and that uh, both Ashton and Sean are up for making. And, they need to uh, I come back. That would be so funny. Yeah, it's called Seriously Dude, Where's My Car? And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like if they updated it, I, I, it could be funny. You know? Can we talk about a little bit too? I, wanted, I have a little mini game. Okay. Because I did my own research. I didn't find this on the internet. Yeah, your own research. How many times they said dude? 96. How many times did they say dude? <laughs> I have a tally. 96. Jason, did, did you actually count it? <laughs> Jason, did you count too? You sound very confident in your answer. Well, it di- it differs. And I think there's okay. going to be an issue versus, because there was a count, which could be 93. You know, you could go to the literature, you could find the script, but obviously actors are given leniency in their performance. Mm-hmm. So I don't think a script gets edited <laughs> if an actor right. goes ad lib. So yeah, no, yeah, what do you, I want to know what your tally is, Ryan. Okay. My tally was 63. Wow. You motherfuckers counted it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jace, are you had, getting your number from I the source? I had Julie to help. That's probably a more accurate answer. See, so I thought I was in the 90s. And the for trans- just dude? The transcript for dude from the script has it, has it, or in that, val- in the 90s as well. Really? Yeah. So we both did this bit? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I feel like half of those are in the tattoo scene. The interesting part about this is in searching through online, nobody has asked this fucking question. Well, obviously, like the Internet is like is newer. I'm going to say newer than this movie. But I expected discourse and like I expected a Reddit thread, not a single Reddit thread about like, oh, how many times to say dude in the movie? Interesting. There's, There's one YouTube video. That I was uh, ran out of time. Was gonna listen to that says every time dude is said in the movie, and then oh it's God. it's all like cut just to the dudes, and then they do like word art over the video. It's like dude, dude, oh, dude, cool. dude, dude, dude. So but, another thing, how many times did they say the title of this movie mm-hmm. in the beginning when they lost the car? I, I know that happens again at the end of the movie, or and throughout the movie they say it, but at the beginning when they're standing in the street, how many times do you think they said it? Um, well, first of all, I have the timestamp, seven minutes, eight seconds. They say yeah. the name of the movie, but I'm going to guess they said the, the actual like line. Uh, I'm going to guess about like 18 times in that scene, in well, that in the first one scene? scene. Yeah. That's oh what I'm saying. God. I only counted that one first scene because later I was too, too busy on the dude count. <laughs> I'm going to say 12. Um, it was a lot. It was, it kind of seemed like a lot. Man, 12 feels like a good number, like six a piece. Maybe, maybe yeah. 15. So I counted seven. Oh, wow. 
because I think you guys are thinking of like how many times I said dude in that scene. Dude, where's my car? You know, that would, that would dude, where's your car count? Did they say that? I too? think I think I counted dude, where's your car? But I that doesn't count. But that's what well, it ended up being more than dude. So, yeah, a surprisingly few. But seven is still awesome. Like in a that's row pretty good. in the yeah. core. They weren't like the core, the core, the core, the core, the core, the core. <laughs> dude, where's your core? Yeah. Dude, Dude, where's my my core? (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Okay, I've got this up right now. So we'll go to the twins' house. We'll give them their anniversary gifts, and then we'll apologize for trashing their house, and then we'll get our special treats. Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's your car? Where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Six. And then a little bit of question. Dude, where's your car? Seven. Dude, where's your car? Eight. All in one scene. All in one scene before um, they start they saying a- before they start saying shibby, which yeah, <laughs> were they trying to make shibby happen? They're like, to make happen. But yeah, so you I, got eight. Okay, that's what. So, this I, so is, I must uh, have been counting. Dude, where's your car? Okay, thank you, Jace. Now we we got it. We got the official count. Dude, where's my car? Count. Um, about about shibby. That wasn't a thing, right? Like, was that from this movie? Like, I need the sh- the shibby density needed to be a little higher to make it a thing. Right. Like- and and also I didn't know what they were saying. I thought they were saying shimmy until the end and yeah. the car's license plate says shibby. So like it, it definitely they wanted to make some slang, but it wasn't yeah. ever very clear what they meant by it. I, I feel like they were trying to make it catch on. And then there was like a good 30 minute stretch where they stopped saying shibby and then they remembered again and they said it more at the end. And I was like, guys, you can't just start up the shibby again. Like you got to keep using it. It's got to be like, you know, excellent from Bill and Ted or something. I'm like Googling right now the like origin of shibby. And if you're, uh, if you're trying to I think make shibby work, you got to use it more than 12 times. And uh, yeah, my shibby count. <laughs> through this probably this is from scriptorama what's the shibby count it's the website with the transcribed script <laughs> uh, what's the what's the shibby count jace if you, if you got it uh 12 count? 12 12 times that's 12 not shibbies. enough to make it to make it happen well can we get into the the conclusion of this movie because the plot kind of we didn't even mention the plot. yeah it uh there's a continuum transponder <laughs> transfunctioner transfunctioner thank you uh and that alien cult so there's yeah so the the funny part about this movie is that they had an epic adventure the night before it took place and they have to retrace their steps to find their car and also save the universe so i thought that was a really (laughs) cool twist that i didn't remember at all when i originally rewatched this movie the way that they introduce the different factions. I always like movies with factions, yeah, right? Yeah. And there's like five different factions who are fighting over the Continuum Transfunctioner, which is apparently going to save the universe. And who do you believe? Which ones are the good guys? Who's working with who? Is always kind of funny, especially mixed in with who are these stoners going to trust? And who can give them simple enough instructions so that they actually <laughs> complete them? Sultan. Ryan... You like factions because factions are one step away from history, and history is dad core. And yeah, it's it's, oh it's no. dad core. You love Ryan. dad core, so <laughs> it's like, a symptom. You, like, <laughs> <laughs> you like learning about factions, man. It's okay. It's okay. And this movie, unfortunately, is now dad core uh, because the people who are these guys' age are now in their 40s. Yeah, there we go. That's a retort. Okay. 
that is a question I have. We're not, we don't really get. I feel like it's a very clear that they didn't want to like maybe portray the use of alcohol in this movie. Hmm. It feels like it was skipped over because I don't have a sense of what age these people actually are. They, yeah. they talk about being with girlfriends for a year and still not having had sex with them. So like it kind of gives off a sense of maybe being in high school, but at the same time, yeah. they're not <laughs> drinking alcohol in it, but they can get into a strip club. But yeah. I, I, I was similarly confused. My, my response is that they were losers, right? Yeah. And that they they were dead-end job. They're just delivering pizza, and they're the worst pizza delivery men ever. Not to say, like, because there's a guy who runs, like, a successful pizza joint, and he's, like, doing well, and they're <laughs> what's keeping him back. <laughs> and it, it's stuff like that. So I think they just approach everything the same way they're kind of childlike they're preserved at the same age they were when they discovered weed mm. yeah okay i like when that. they were like five like the i mean because the confusing part to i guess the interaction like you said everyone goes all in on this but like their interaction with the jerk the jock group is like what age are those jocks yeah yeah it's like, and then they're like <laughs> yeah like oh that's that that's that lady we we liked in high school or like whatever yeah they act like the bullies in a power ranger show like yeah. they're acting like really bizarre and even the twins character like it seems like everyone i use this a lot but like it seems like everyone got hit in the head with a brick at one point <laughs> and like they're talking super strange and they're like i know where they are they're wearing army helmets eat, eating pudding and doing thumb Joe, wars that, fucking, <laughs> that joke that was one of the ones that got me and i was like it made me laugh but i'm also like how dumb are these guys like this is so dumb that i'm like are they recovering from a serious brain injury can we go on to the meters yeah let's get into the meters right because, I mean, because, well we have to have a discussion yes yes what's on the meter so so if you haven't listened before maybe we should re-explain the idea is that we're going to have two different ways of measuring this movie. One, the Sean-ometer. Is we're going to measure how much of this movie was representative of Sean's work. Or at how least, shibby was it? Yeah, how shibby. Shibbyometer. The, uh, on the other hand, we're going to rate it as, an, as a movie itself. So, so the two scales are not... They're not going to interact with each other, really. But we need to have a discussion of, in order to determine how much of a representative Sean William Scott movie this is, what what kind of movies does he make? What like what's the has to be in each movie? What are you going to give him points on? Exactly. I think, like, I think I'm going to give him a point if he's not the main character. If he's not, that's going to add a point. Like you think yeah. Sean William Scott's movies he's supporting. Right. The The, the quantity of sean that would be confusing be in a if, happy medium that'd be confusing <laughs> if we literally choose a movie where he is yeah. first build that it's gonna, and it's it's gonna be a nine i'm sorry he's first build it's not a sean movie <laughs> no that that's kind of my argument okay so sean movies uh he's he's a supporting role but he's like maybe a prominent character yes that kind of supports the straight man in the story you know the right. main character I can I can see that argument. Like I for instance, for, it wasn't yeah. his car. It wasn't his car. Was he the number two in this movie? Absolutely. I don't think so. I, Absolutely, I, I he's in every like scene. Were, I feel like they were even for me. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's in number oh, two. Oh, I thought you meant them. 
as opposed to being number three. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like they were both in even standing, like him and Ashton. Like, well, look, uh, let's look at the cover. Oh, I guess Ashton's standing front and center, and I know Ashton is a bigger star at this point too. But I really feel like they had all of their scenes together, and they had probably equal. Ashton's time. build first. Ashton saying, "Dude, where's my car?" on the cover. Well, his, his name is first on the on the title line. His name starts with an A. It's just alphabetical at that point. No, I that's think not it is. It I think that's what it was. That's uh, not how it okay. works. All right, fine. There's fine. no shame maybe... in it. That's literally what I'm saying. That's like yeah. that's part of one of his movies. So Sean is like a is like the bass player in a band. You know, he makes it happen. He makes the movie kind of sing overall. But maybe he's not the the person at the front. Right. Um, he's kind of the catalyst. Yeah, but he's he's an essential cog in the wheel of the machine. Um, I think part of my Sean meter is like how manic he is and how quotable he is. Because I, I think he's usually pretty quotable in movies. Like he'll say a line like in a very big way and he has this, he has this crazy Sean face. And I feel like that is is very Sean William Scott. Anything else? Anything else we can think of about his personality? Uh, I think he has to be like good looking. He has to be like, you know, like that. that's his whole idea. It's like everybody else he's hanging out with, you know, isn't very good, isn't suave or smooth. Okay, I think we got something to, to, to build off of. For our shenometers, and also how shibby he was, I think, as well. So I'll start with my Seanometer. I think this is high. This is like, yeah. this is classic Sean, obviously, but also it's probably, if not his most famous, maybe his second or third most famous. I think maybe role models and American Pie, obviously. So I think I'm gonna, I'm dancing around the eight or nine territory if we if we talk about quantity he's in every single scene i don't think he gets knocked down at all this is kind of like we just had a discussion how 1a 1b can you get before it's actually you know one and two and quality though (laughs) i don't think i don't think he didn't he did anything wrong everybody was making the mistakes that he made it it, it's just that that's the whole idea of the movie so i don't think i'm gonna hold that against him either however he wasn't as cool as he normally is he's usually not like the not a loser and the stoners in this movie were portrayed as losers so i think i'm gonna have to go with an eight uh he could he he could outshine this moment but i think this is a really solid showing it's a really representative of what is gonna make this season go okay an eight so so maybe i'll go next then yeah okay uh yeah an eight i mean ryan i I agree that this is gonna be pretty high i think this is a pretty good uh showing of our boy sean with two ends uh he's one of the leads and he has a lot of fun moments and with ashton i think it really shows his personality the role is like really fucking bizarre (laughs) the writing is really weird i don't know if they told him to overact like that but uh it's i think it's a symptom of the movie it ain't sean's fault okay i think he's he's very wet in this role you get a lot of his energy in here and if you like the actor, I think you're going to really like this movie. And also, I think this is the most shibby he is in any of his <laughs> movies. So that's also going to be extremely high. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to take it off just a little bit because I think there are some better showings. I think I might leave the 10 for Goon. We'll see. Uh, but he, he is he's kind of off to the side here. And I agree with Ryan in that he's like a stoner weirdo in this movie. And I feel like that's not normally his role, even though I like him in this role. So a nine. I'm concerned about the set in stone nature and the backpedaling that I've done every time we get <laughs> to uh, the end of a season. Yeah. Um, I.e. giving the core like a five because we're like, yeah, you know, something's got to be above it. Something's got to be below it. Right. right. And then it being like, a, it was like, ah, oh, we should have probably given that an eight or a nine. For Sean in this movie, my gut is telling me that until we see something 
you know, that challenges my perception of him in this because I think this is like the third or fourth movie he was ever in, you know, and it goes on to, it goes on to, he goes on to be this kind of character. Like, I feel like this character could have turned into Country Mac in the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. You know, they have the same vibe. So I don't want to go too high just in case, but I don't want to go too low. So I feel like an eight is good. And personally, when, when, when I think about his acting in this, I think his like deadpan animal planet or discovery channel, whenever, when he delivered the line, sense memory simulated perception altered conscious memory retrieval. (laughs) I was like, I was like, this is what I want from, this is what I want from Sean. I want those type of quotes in the exact wrong place in a movie, you know, or, or some shit like that. So eight. He delivered those quotes to in just the right amount to where it hits the hardest. And I feel like his delivery was just perfect. Yeah. All right, Ryan, I mean, you got the movie meter now. This is the harder question. Let's be real clear, because I could out myself as an absolute moron <laughs> if I rate this high. Think about where we started. We started like yeah. watching this pod or watching for this podcast. We started really critically evaluating movies, talking about shots and framing yeah, and all yeah. this stuff and pacing and stuff. <laughs> Now we're watching Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. That's the tricky part is because I have to kind of shift a little bit more towards subjective. And when I want to really give it an objective score, objectively, it's impossible to score this thing because it's kind of purposefully bad. So it's not like the Thanksgiving defense either. Where like when you're watching the movie as terrible as one of the most worst movies ever made, they're like, oh, but it's supposed to be bad. And the, the retort is... Well, can you make anything good on purpose? Like, it's not a defense if you can't make anything good. And I don't know. I feel like they could have. And it was a choice to make it bad. So I think I'm in the range around seven. I think seven's very fair. It's giving it a lot more points than it maybe truly deserves. But it's also noting that I laughed a lot. I laughed about 10 times. You guys, do you remember the line when Sean William Scott says, is that a barn? No, it's not red, dude. No. Well, then it's not a barn. Like, that is so funny. And then when when they're doing the thing about beating the guy over the head with the fire extinguisher, yeah. <laughs> and Sean is just like, yeah. not in it. Like, those jokes are so funny. The fact that there was, like, intro credits, and that during the intro credits it said, based on real events... Yeah, Like, you just knew the tone it was coming with. And it's not pretending to be anything it's not. In fact, like, it's way better than what it's pretending to be. The The whole continuum transfunction stuff is hilarious. I like the factions angle. I'm afraid I'm going to have to give this movie a 7. And, uh... Oh boy, Ryan. Oh yeah. Boy. I mean, there was, a, there was a literal snakes in a can joke in this movie. <laughs> And it got the characters and it got us. Like, I, I laughed during that scene. Julie, Julie really laughed during that scene. And also when they're in the ostriches and, she, and Ashton punches Sean in the face, she cracked up. That was her favorite joke in the movie. And I was like, that's, Julie, that's not even You're a, outing Julie right now. It's not really even she, a joke. She can't defend herself. Yeah, she's got no way until she comes on for a bonus episode again. <laughs> uh, a seven? Uh, yeah, right. I mean, 
I did find a lot of this movie funny. Uh, I think I'm in a unique position to where, like, I've never been exposed to this movie, but grew up in an era where this is from. Uh, so I remember this type of humor. I remember laughing at stuff that was in this movie or, like, would be in this movie. It had a lot of charming moments between Ashton and Sean, but I think these were overshadowed for me by a lot of dated jokes and some unfunny sexual gags for me. Uh, also, the acting was fucking atrocious. <laughs> like, it was distractingly bad. Uh, I don't know if it was on purpose, uh, but the interplay between the two leads are like, by far the brightest points here. Like I said, there was a lot of gags that really worked, but a lot of gags that really didn't, and not even because they were like problematic, but just the den- the gag density was so high, but a lot of them just really didn't hit. I think this movie really struggled with kind of striking the balance between like you know, goofy innocence of a Nickelodeon movie and maybe like raunchy shock comedy of the 2000s, I feel like it didn't quite nail the balance between those two, which kind of made me scratch my head a lot. You know, overall, this was like kind of a bumpy ride for me with, with a few smiles and laughs, but like I can't say I'd recommend it to someone or would ever watch it again. <laughs> uh, you know, like much like other like classic comedies for me, I, I think it's it's a time capsule. It's a relic of the past. You know, maybe there's some there's some stuff in there that like is, is still funny and timeless, but I, I can't excuse I can't just excuse huge portions of this movie. Like I can't excuse like a third of it, you know, cause that's, that's part of the movie. That's part of the makeup and it's part of the writer's room. Um, I think I'm going to have to give it a light two. Uh, th- that kind of correlates to honestly my enjoyment. Like I talk about how much I laughed in this movie, but there was a lot of parts where I wasn't laughing. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's going to be a two for me. And it's not Sean's fault. I just, I just want to, uh, uh, it's not cause of Sean. John, listen, you didn't make all this movie, all right? You did a good job. So I liked the two-man, I liked the two-man gag where a lot of the movie and a lot of the jokes were structured around something happening to both of the guys together at the same time. I thought that was really funny. The the red-white, you know, obviously they're together. The opposing jumpsuits. The snake can had a red and a blue snake coming out of it. And, uh, you know, otherwise, um, I don't, I didn't really enjoy the first half. This is another movie that I had to split the, I played Frisbee for eight hours yesterday and then drove home an hour and a half from Bellingham and then tried to watch the movie (laughs) and then like, was like, I'm too tired. I gotta go sleep. And then I re-picked it up today. Uh, I still think it was fair because I didn't like I wasn't like God. This movie sucks last night or anything, but it it wasn't a the vibe check is bad. It's a movie. There were some getting beat over the head with gags over and over and over and over again, especially like like what you said. Some a lot of them are dated. Um, some of them hit really hard. I think them making out in the car, like you could see where it was going and the payoff was good. The Disney Channel slash the Animal Planet payoffs were good. The ostrich busting its head through the roof was completely unexpected for me. That was like a good physical gag. I think most of the gags that I liked were like the physical stuff. One of the things that relates back to what we were talking about earlier, I wasn't expecting a movie to be so close from 2000s to like potentially having a positive use of pronouns but halfway through the joke you realize that it's not at all where they're like oh hey guys to the group of five women and it's like we're not guys and you're like oh (laughs) and they're like we're hot chicks (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i was like oh Uh, (laughs) 
And then they did it again and again. And then uh, they morphed into a giant woman. And then there was a father-son joke where they were looking <laughs> at it. a bird. God skirt at her butt and it was weird um <laughs> so i'm gonna give the movie a four it's a movie it probably would have had me like laughing my balls off as at like 16 20 um post pandemic this is a <laughs> yeah i want to be real like i would have loved this movie as a teenager like i would have went ape shit for it um yeah so I there we have it yeah it's very dependent on your mood like, I don't know what, what circumstances you watched it in Denali, but, like, I was sitting on my couch, couple deep, and yeah. <laughs> completely relaxed on a Friday night watching this movie. <laughs> this was all that was on my itinerary. I started, like, mm-hmm. 8 o'clock, you know, so not super late. I wasn't super tired. And I had someone on the couch next to me who was in the same mood, laughing at the same jokes, some of the different jokes. But, like, I think it's this movie is a very good litmus test for you know, your environment and different people having different, even like experiences like you, Denali, with a lot of the things that you actually do experience. Me as a straight white man, I don't have a lot of, you know, troubles in my life. But so it's, I think it it is kind of interesting how these older movies can kind of do that to you. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I wasn't in a particularly bad mood. I think I was receptive. It's just, I think it's just the content of the movie I just didn't, you know, didn't like. Um, you know, I wanted to really like this movie and like like we were talking about, there was a lot that I really did. But for me, there's stuff that it, I struggle to overlook. Uh, if it was just like one thing, like in Bill and Ted, they had like one, you know, bad gag. That's whatever. Like I can, I can toss that aside. But when it's just makes up so much of the percentage of the movie it's like i'm giving it too much of a benefit of doubt by being like well we can just ignore that uh for me i this comment is making me wonder one because i didn't say earlier that fucking the take the chinese food takeout joke dear god that lasted too long it was so bad but (laughs) what they mentioned i mean there had to have been americans have an obsession with chinese food and i think it was peaking in the 2000s yeah and i think that's i I have to imagine that at some point that's why it's in here because i'm just thinking about how many times like specifically no other type of food i went to a chinese food place as a kid and my god and and think and think about like this was in my life at least there was American food, there was Mexican food, right. and there was Chinese food. Those are the three <laughs> types of food you have. And like now, like I had I had Thai food for dinner. And like my parents never have never had Thai food. Yeah. <laughs> and, and stuff like that. And so and that's I think a symptom of the early two thousands, at least especially where we grew up, Jace. I totally agree. It was just Chinese food. We had two Chinese places, I think, yeah, in yeah. our town. <laughs> and like, what was it like? It was, uh, was it uh, Peking? Peking yep. Garden. Which, which fucking slapped. That was a yeah, great Chinese dude. place. I hope it's still there. It's we probably great. like, my mom, my my family, yeah. like whenever anyone would come over, we'd be like, hey mom, are you going to stop and get Chinese food? <laughs> yeah. And she'd come back with like, you know, like, a, well, I mean, you know, 120 of 2013 dollars. Or the right. Chinese food, like six giant ass containers of food. Yeah, you, Jason, you, you guys are the ones who turned me onto that restaurant too. Yeah, like we had a, my mom and I had to drive an hour and a half out of town to even go to like the one Korean restaurant, and now it's like you got Korean barbecue on every fucking Everywhere. street corner nowadays. So I think it was a novelty thing where it's like, oh, we're getting Chinese food now, yeah, and this is what everybody in China eats, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uniformly, Not true at all. Yeah. 
And it's like, oh, we're white people going here, and this is what your you know your experience yeah. is going to be. Isn't that funny? But they're doing yeah, kind I of mean, an otherism joke, anyways. It's just Chinese food end up being the punching bag. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's interesting there, outside of you know the review of this movie, to think too that as far back as time has been a thing, there's this kind of divide between rural and city, and like I mean. You know, Seattle in 2000, probably shit ton of diversity, a lot of yeah. different types of restaurants, <laughs> but Wasilla, Alaska, where we're at, it's like, yeah, Chinese food. Well, that was our first Sean William Scott movie from the year 2000, plunging 20, almost a quarter century back. Woof. You guys don't say um, that. From a storied career. But who has the next movie selection? Is it Jace for this week? We can roast him. It would be we... you. I don't give a shit. Yeah, pick a movie. Pick a movie. I don't, okay, I'll pick a movie. Or I'm picking the next movie. The executive privilege has been given to me. Man, I'm caught between two movies right now, and I'm not sure which one to do. I'm leaning towards either Final Destination or Evolution. I love Evolution so much. I like Evolution. Don't know how much he's in Final Destination. I don't think so. he's in Final Destination all that much. I think yeah. he doesn't meet his demise. I would prefer... That, I prefer to watch Evolution so much. My kind of reservation is generally i would prefer like the first four to be to give us to the flavor with sean and then you know so when we do see him in movies it's like we're getting a lot of the flavor you know we're like okay i can give a little more flavor here i think i'll pick evolution then because i've never seen it but i do have a weird moment with it because i think i was 10 years old in a blockbuster and uh i was like pointing at it in front of my mom i was like oh well, i think i'm gonna rent this movie and then uh she said and i quote don't rent that movie. That movie's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Which I thought was, that's, that's like still burned in my memory. Wow. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I rented this movie from Blockbuster and it was good. Like, I and it was, was a favor yeah. of mine as a kid. So I'm excited. I like I, fi- I like Final Destination. I don't know if I've ever seen the original. I'm kind of yeah. hoping we can watch. I it. do want to see Final Destination as well. Definitely. I feel like it'll definitely watch hit the list a watch through of that series would be really fun too um i also think it's an ocd person's fucking nightmare and (laughs) that's also gonna be uh cool so if we're cool with it we're gonna see evolution i've seen the tv show on the wb saturday mornings what uh yeah remember the evolution tv show i think it was like one season i don't know i'm not making any representations about how well certain jokes agents movie because i don't remember if any of them are problematic okay but this movie is i like unironically enjoy this movie i recall liking this and i think ryan or michael were the ones who showed it to me okay so well, my mom did not and we'll have her on next week uh as a guest my <laughs> and, boy fox uh, Mulder. that she could review this movie um if you guys have any opinions any uh any thoughts about this season about sean william scott throw save them for yourself us- Oh, save them for yourself. Do not do not contact us, but send us a DM about anything else. You know, uh, engage with us. Check out our YouTube channel. I've been, I've been starting to post our episodes again. If you want to see our faces as we review this, some people just like having it on their computer screen and uh, we will allow this. Should we give some should we give some sage advice? We can do sage advice. OK, dude, you really put our minds vibe in overdrive nice that sounds like the title of like a of a of a song that would be in this movie yeah dude you really put our minds vibe into overdrive <laughs> dang minds vibe in overdrive sounds like a slapper i'm gonna I'm, I'm writing that down for a yeah, 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 yeah. lyric sheet don't take it